0: Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything in anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Every camp, every year, we hear it from coaches, better staff, better routines, better than the other guys. You'll become stronger at a Just For Kicks camp in body and spirit. Our camp curriculum is relevant and current. Schedules filled with technique, training, team bonding, contests, and fun. For more information, go to slash high school camp. Today, Sydney and Ellie talk about cleaning your dances, talking about building up your expectations from your dancers. Yeah. Can we-
1: This is Cindy Clow and Allie Garrett, And today we're going to talk about cleaning your routines, your dances, and trying to make them as exact as possible. And I love talking about this subject because I I feel that's one of my, I don't know if it was a natural born gift or if I've learned how to do it, but when I was very young, cleaning routines is something that I ended up being good at. So I'll just try to share what I do. So first off, when you're working with your kids, you got to expect more than you think they can do because if you set the bar really high, they will work to that level. So make sure you're setting the bar high. Uh, One of the important things I think with, with your practices being effective is using every single minute of your practice. You start on time, you end on time. And one of my big things is I try to utilize the last 15 minutes of practice rather than you know quitting early and kind of winding down Mm -hmm. just think how much more can I get done in 15 minutes I also going back
2: to the um, expecting more I think a lot of people especially even when it comes to younger dancers don't realize how much they can handle Um, I'm just even thinking back to last night with my fourth and fifth graders I kept just stopping the music and going no you guys that's not the counts that we were doing that on and just expecting them you know and not giving up on things like They weren't gluing their arms when they were walking to their kick line. And I kept being like, we've talked about this a hundred times. Glue your arms when you're walking to the
1: kick line. So expect more from them. You definitely need to. Um, And especially with younger kids. I know one time I was helping someone. we, We used to do coaching at our competitions. We'd go around to every group. And I was working with one group. And I came an extra half hour early to help them clean their routine. And she just said to me, oh, I had no idea you could be this picky with little kids. You know, I thought they would cry. And I'm like, no, they're not going to cry. They they, they respond like it. to it. They mm-hmm. It's how you say it. Kids want to be good. So when you expect it,
2: like I, I always tell my kids, I wouldn't be this tough on you if I didn't think you could handle it
1: or didn't think you could be better. And they like it. So just going to finish this one little part about getting stuff done at practice. Um, I've had kids move from other studios to our studio and they'll be like you people get more done in two weeks than they got done all year over there and I I I love that I'm proud of that so when you go into practice today have a plan be wise enough to deviate from it because if kids are bored and and not responding you want to shake things up and make it you know I've watched teachers they go too long on one thing and you've lost the kids so are you keeping the kids are you Are you keeping them engaged? That's another way. And I know this gets off of cleaning, but it all kind of goes together, how you use your time and having a really, you know, really solid practice. And there's a big, and Allie, maybe you can weigh in on what you think of this. Do you want to clean as you go teaching a routine, or do you want to go back and clean it?
2: I like to clean as I go so they're learning it correctly um, if I have the time. So if I start learning their dances early enough, Being able to go over details so they're not, I mean, yes, we go back then and re-clean things, but I like them to know exactly what things are supposed to be as we're doing it.
1: Okay. Um, So, I always laugh because I'll be like, when I'm teaching a move, I'll be like, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, stop. Because one and two weren't how I wanted them. So be a stickler for detail. I sat and watched somebody cleaning a routine at a competition one day, or, or watching a routine, and she let the whole entire dance go. And when then they got done, she went, "That was really good." And I'm like, "No, it wasn't. <laughs> they, they needed to work on this, 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 and this." So be a stickler for details. Now look at your, look at every limb and part of the dancer's body, their head position, like on every single move, your head should be choreographed. And I usually feel my team is getting really good when we're down to really having heads be exact. So we used to compete with a team called Burnsville a lot back in the day when I was young. And they had, they were so good. And a lot of times it was Burnsville Brainerd, Burnsville Brainerd. And um, when I walked in the school, I could tell by their heads that they were going to beat us. Because they were so clean and good. And sometimes I do the same thing with my team. If they're getting really clean, I can tell. Okay, so when you're cleaning, it should be exhausting to be a great coach. You can't just Mm -hmm. sit up front. There are about more than eight... Ways to view a routine from the front two corners from the front middle from the side two lines The back two corners and the back middle and then get up We bring a ladder into the studio a lot mm-hmm. and get up high if we're in the gym We get up in the balcony and look down. We don't watch from down on the floor a lot of times one coach will be down on the floor a couple will be up in the bleachers and We'll call each other because it's kind of far and we can't always hear but that is how you fix things. So mm-hmm. the the way you view the routine is very crucial. And if you have more than one coach, if you are blessed to have more than one coach, put them in different places. Don't all stand in, together and talk. So a lot of times we'll say, you take these six girls, I'll take these six because I, are you guilty of watching the same kids all yeah, the time? Yeah, it's hard not, it not is to is sometimes. So hard. It is so hard not to watch the same kids. Or the part that's bothering you in the dance, you keep looking at the same part. I know one day I got to a competition and I went, oh my gosh. Like our jazz had four different parts going on. And I'm like, I've never watched that part over there. Luckily, somebody else had. But, you know, so uh, don't do the dance just from beginning to end, beginning to end. Work sections. And there's a lot of different ways to do Mm -hmm. that. We will say... We do thirds a lot. Yep. Today we're working on this third. Now, when we when we've learned to dance and we start cleaning, we typically clean the last one third of the dance first because it is usually the messiest. Because you just learned it. You just learned it. So, and then a lot of times when we're working on conditioning, we will go middle to end and then beginning to middle right away. Like they get to the end, they get done, they run and line up. So the other thing I would say to coaches is you can lead your kids or dance studio teachers a lot farther if you're a master at cueing the me- what comes next. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to your younger dancers. Oh, I yeah. Like- and I've, I've watched people teach, and you <clears throat> and, and I'm sure you've done this before, too, where you actually lead your kids to screw up if you screw oh, yep. up. Oh, yeah. I've done that for sure. So, you, you know, like I, I'll, an example of cueing would be like, let's say it's a kick routine. We're kicking two, three, four. Next, it's the... Leap, go, one, two, three, four. Next, it's the turn combo, you know, whatever it is. You lead them into it when they don't remember it, and that will help you. In the early stages of your dance, I would do three measures at a time, and then when you're learning the next measure, make sure after those three are mastered, make sure that you are starting in the position that you ended measure three. So when they learn measure four, it kind of follows through to that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I try hard, she gets sick of me saying this, is I push really hard early and try to taper into the event so that you're actually going, gosh, I wish the competition would get here. We are ready. And that is a great feeling. Sometimes like with high school dance, I will create an early competition to force the routine to get done. Mm -hmm. And I have so many coaches say, oh, we could never come that early. We could never come that early. We'd never be done. And I'm like. Well, it's your mindset. You know, you could be done if you force the issue. And, you know, you kind of push those birds out of the nest and make them fly. That way, as you're going further into the season,
2: you can really be working endurance and details if you learn your routine early on.
1: So we talked about one-third to the end, angles of the room. Just saying watch your kids from the back a lot. You see a whole different picture from the back and make sure you have somebody back there walk watching
2: i actually did that at practice last week um for a whole practice and i caught a lot of different things of kids on the wrong foot or their hands being different um just
1: different details that you don't catch normally i'm really big into video and we've even gotten more into it lately like since i first started coaching hello we didn't even have you know phones or anything so this is just so easy but we have we film almost well, we for sure film daily, and we post it in band so our kids can look at it. But I also think it's great to watch it with them so mm-hmm. they see what you're picking up. Now, one thing when you're watching video, one of the techniques we do is freeze frame. You keep freezing it, freezing it, and you see what is off. What we are, always talk to
2: with our kids about don't be they like, don't be afraid to call your kids out on video, and they our kids are prepared for it. They know that we'll pause and go, "Who is this? Your legs different." And just knowing that it's because we love you and we want you to be better. And, and we don't always say it like that. We'll just go, who's
1: this? You know, yeah. Oh, we'll fix your leg. Once in a while, we'll maybe be like you just, your yeah, intonation. But we're usually pretty nice know. about it. But they're ready for
2: it. And they know it's because we're trying to get 24 kids to dance the exact same.
1: Yeah, if you think of your team as a machine and you just have to get all moving parts working together. So, okay, so when I freeze video, what are things you're looking for when that video freezes?
2: I look for like body angles, positioning. Are their heads the same? Are their feet pointed? Are their legs straight? Are depending their feet on together.
1: Yeah, depending on what we're doing and right. what are the arm. are pausing. Yeah. Arm angles the same. Are like if you're watching turns, are they pulling in at the same time? Are they going out at the same time? If you're watching kicks, it would be timing. If you're watching toe Knees. touches, it would be is their back you know uh, arms is their head high. up or their arms too high so details details the answer is in the details so it's all the little things that come together that make your team look cleaner so and and then I know we have this problem they're really good when we polish apart and then when you put it all together they can't sustain it and it goes back to ugh. you know but that's conditioning so a part of your dance practice every day has to be conditioning and you know, when we're at this point of our season today, it's we go to the state tournament this weekend. So when we're recording this today, so we're we're thinking, oh, I wish we would have gotten in a little more condition earlier than we are right now. But we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know? But we did two routines this year. So it actually cut down on the time we could condition in comparison because we had to clean so much. So. OK, so looking at the details, um, Personal placement is a big thing. The kids have to take care of their personal placement. And I always love to use this story with Amber Jackson, coach of University of Minnesota for a long time. She talked a lot about if she had to correct a kid three times, they pretty much ended up passing by them because they're at a level where they had high level kids and somebody else is going to rise up and take that place. So. I I don't do that with my kids, but I I feel like it's very hard to slow down for your slowest kid. You've got to work toward the upper level kids and make Mm -hmm. those lower level kids fight to keep up because otherwise you're slowing down the process for a few. Maybe they need to go home. Maybe they need a sectional. We talk a lot about that with our kids,
2: like taking care of their own business, like making sure that they're they are wanting to be as exact and perfect and checking their videos so that we, cause we always say, you know, we only have five coaches. We can't be watching all of you every single time. So you have to want to fix yourself.
1: Some of the big things that I just see over and over and over in teams that I critique would be things like if you're doing a clapper where you go out to a T and then you clap up to travel, That people pass the T and there's no stopping point. That drives me crazy. It's hard to do this on audio without video, but that one drives me crazy. You need a stopping point when you do a clean or a slap, whatever you call it. You need to stick. You can't reverberate afterwards. It has to stick and be solid. Um, shoulder angles. You want to talk about that? Like shifts, shoulder shifts. Yeah. So like if you're
2: going to turn a corner or you're going to turn to the side to run and do a leap, you need to shift strong. And a lot of kids struggle with that, that they turn slowly. So getting that shoulder shift can make a huge
1: difference of what your dance looks like. And making it forceful, Mm -hmm. not just turning, but making it turning like it's really forceful. And add the head spot with that. So heads and shoulders are a great thing to be watching when you clean, um, I watch the show Cheer on, is it on Netflix? I can't mm-hmm. think what it's on. And they call it head pops. We call it spazzes on our team or spazzles. And add that head pop on everything. Like you're down on the ground and you're getting up to stand up. Make sure you pop your head and pop your shoulders up. Because you anything you can add to make it mm-hmm. look more unis, united and un, in unison is so great. We talk about force of moves all the time yeah. behind what you're doing. I always like to tell my
2: dancers, too, to pretend that every move that you do is taking muscle even when it's not. So we use the analogy that you're in a jar of peanut butter and you're having to move your arms that hard like you're in peanut butter. It would be a lot harder than moving your arms through air.
1: Or quicksand. Yep, or yeah, or quicksand. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know some teams who work with weights, like if they're a palm team, they sometimes work with small two-pound weights. One pound I would do, One yeah. pound really, you know, to make it harder to move or actually using the palms. Something else we cut up, talk about is cut out the extra movement. And when you're watching film, this is when you can see it cuz we call it the kind of wachas, like you're doing a turn and you're going to land in a low V, and some people do an extra like karate chop to get down there. You want to cut that slack and make it the shortest distance and eliminate any extra movement. What do we do mostly to clean slow things? Let's give them some ideas there. Like say it's a lyrical and we're having all these slow moves. Oftentimes we face center in a circle mm-hmm. and then they can all see each other or we'll pick one girl, copy yep. her and, yep, and try to copy their exact movements as somebody that
2: you like how they're moving. Sometimes I feel like what gets hard when you're cleaning something stylized is then it can lose its style because yeah, it's they're, ha- they're trying to be so much like somebody else,
1: but it is possible. It just sometimes takes more time. So cleaning stylized moves if you face center it helps also get them in a vertical line yep. for a different view and vi- view it video it from the end. So first in a circle to see how we're all doing it, then get in a vertical and clean with a video cam, you know, so you can see how they're doing that. That really works well for turns too, like turn timing. I like to like when you do a routine, you hate your team in filed formations for turning, right? Cuz you can tell if they're off. Well, hello. So when you're cleaning them get in a filed formation or columns whatever you call them yeah yeah, we get them in a long line and we we get two long lines and we film from the front you can see who's like if you're doing also cone turns you can see who's leg is coming around at a different time also for cleaning you separate the measure like sometimes we'll go okay we're gonna do a turn maybe you talk this one through i'll talk the kick like when i do a kick i'll be like Okay, we do beat one stop, so we know they got that beat one in there. Like a lot of times with kick, I feel like a kid misses the first kick, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll do like five, six, seven, eight, one stop. But isn't it the same thing for turns? Oh yeah,
2: like just doing your first rotation into your turn, or we'll go and just do our prep because a lot of times kids take off early or late, and that gets your turns off. And then sometimes we notice we'll get off on our first rotation, and then all of a sudden they'll be back on. So trying to get them, <clears throat> trying to get them right away. Getting that prep together and then that first rotation together.
1: The one thing I'll say about our team this year is if they do, we have some rushers. Yeah, and if they do get off on their prep, I'm proud of them that they they fight to get back on.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, and
1: so that's a great skill too. But mastering that prep when you start over in the summer or spring, whenever you know whatever state you're in and whatever time you do this. Go back to the basics. Even if you have kids that are just they're landing quints, go back to the basics to your prep because your prep has to be together. So, you know, work once the habits are formed and you're into the choreography, it's very hard to go back to the basics because you're too far into the season. You don't have time. Yeah, so use summer to go back to the basics and get everybody doing it the same. I know like if you're in the metro area of us, you know, we're from all over the country obviously listening to this, but like, you have many, many different studios you're pulling kids from. Mm-hmm. So, at this studio might have prepped this way. This studio might have prepped that way. So, you know, you gotta get those preps the same. And if you're a studio owner yourself teaching kids, really make sure that you are detailed when you teach the younger kids the correct habits because it's really hard. Like, you know, sometimes you'll get a senior and you'll notice they're spotting the floor at the studio instead of, you know, where they're supposed to be spotting. It's it. I always go, that's my fault. I didn't notice it, you know, or, or yep, we didn't catch it earlier. or enough. we told her and she didn't correct it. But but a lot of times, you know, you don't catch it. So video we talked talked about force of moves, everything you do, whether it is standing up, going down, your arms have to be forceful. We talked about that. So like say you're a kick team. Here's some things I would really work on your connections, like how you hook on and how you unhook, how you unhook, add like a a pop with your head when you unhook and hook recovery from mistakes. Learn to bounce on your errors, say names for the kicks, do them the same all the time in terms of if you prep on a certain beat or kick on a certain beat. Like I know Texas, let's see, Minnesota preps on eight kicks on one. Texas, teams, yeah. Texas preps on one, kicks on two, so they're just the opposite of us. But keep it the same because why have people have to think about that? Uh, what else with cleaning it? We self check. Each kid needs self check. Yesterday we did it with faces, where every kid had to one on one video their other kid's face because we were working on energy. That has to be rehearsed. Energy projection, all that type. That's of something
2: thing. I feel like a lot
1: of people don't
2: focus enough on is facials and performing. Um, And we try to really focus on that a lot. So we do a lot of just sitting in a circle and working our faces. Or you have them mark their dance and face another person on the team. And they get really close together. It's kind of awkward, but it's a
1: good way to force them to do faces. I loved the filming one-on-one, though. That was great because they, they followed them around and we had them enlarge it. So it was their face. And then they get to go home and watch it. And it's painful if they're not doing it. So... I feel like my
2: biggest advice would be to really make sure you stay on it. I think that's the hardest thing as a coach is to not give up on stuff. Oh, So So, really trying to continue to correct kids and not just settle and accept them not doing something. I was kind of feeling like that way with my little kids last night. And then I was like, no, we're going to try it again because it takes some time to
1: get it and just keep working on it. I would say also with cleaning, especially with little kids. I've seen some coaches try to do too much at one time. Like, say you're trying to work turns. Don't work spotting, sporting leg, shoulders. Oh, yeah, break um, it down. Break it down. And today we're working on spotting. Let's master that. Next week we're working on our base leg. You can't try to fix everything at once or you'll fix nothing. Right. That's a good good quote, Allie. So I hope this helped you. Go clean those routines and, and have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.